Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast. The official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by Gabriel Bringers. Hello. And Robbie Payne. Hey, what's up, everyone? So this is a this is a, this is a fun podcast because we're in our new office. We're in a new space, new places. We're, we're new changing. Things. things are changing. It's been a weird week. It has been. Yeah, been it was Labor week. Day, and we just decided to move into a new office in the midst of that because we like to punish ourselves. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but it worked out. We why, had a long why, weekend. Why get comfortable? Right. Why develop routines? Let's just keep changing <sighs> exactly. things and exactly forced for adaptation. The yes, but it for is the all better. for the better. It's all an upgrade. But for the better, it's all good. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got some some a new old office. Um, this is a space that that we had kind of been in before with a, um, a previous company that that we've all done some work for. And so now uh, we've kind of come back in. Kicked the door <laughs> in and took over. It's probably worth, like we, we talk about this ambiguously yeah, all the time. Right. So it's worth like, look, you're a podcast listener. You're one of our, I think we have an audience of around 2,000, 2,200 yeah. people right yeah. now. You're, right you're, the, you're the crew. So, so we've, we're, we're about to derail this entire here's, podcast. Yeah, here's, so you know. here's what happened. Here's the, the entire scoop of office-related stuff. We, uh, all three of us at one point in time, like Joe said, worked for a local PR marketing firm. Um, and as part of that, uh, this firm was a anchor tenant in a co-working space that started downtown five years ago, something mm-hmm. like the that. The original one? Yeah. A friend. What's yeah. funny is I, and again, we talk in ambiguities all the time that I always say like, yeah, a friend of mine mentioned one time you should unbox stuff on camera. And that's how yeah. Chrome Unbox started. Exactly. The same friend is the one that, that basically got the co-working space started and so 
He was a mover and shaker. Yeah, he was just sorts. one of those guys that just like thought <laughs> all, all the stuff time. and just go. So uh, <laughs> shout out in the event, Jack Taylor's listening. Uh, shout out to Jack. Uh, so he had started this whole thing, uh, brought HCC, who we used to work for, kind of still work for in part, yada, yada, uh, in on as an anchor tenant. And so the co-working space began. We moved to a much larger area downtown in the town we're in. And we've been here for years. And so we've all kind of been in different realms of that co-working space. So we've all been in the same building, in the same office, Mm -hmm. in different positions with different companies. Like I I was a contractor for HCC, and then I was hired on at HCC. Now I'm part-time at HCC. Uh, Joe started working at HCC, and that's how I met Joe to begin with. Gabe and I have been friends for a long time, but he started doing contract work for HCC. So we all kind of... Where yeah. you know, swirled around think, the same I think, thing. I think Gabe being in and around the office when you were debating on quitting Chrome Unbox. Oh, 100%. You know, Gabe being there and you yeah. being like, man, you just want to write some You want to try some stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, was I, mean, getting, yeah. I was I was getting my, my learning on on web development when yeah. when we were sitting at our desks one day and we were about to pack up and go home for the day and Robbie said, hey, would you want to do like a blog? Because up until that point, it was just the Robbie and YouTube videos. I made I mean, a video yeah, and I would put so. the video on the website and that was it. Like yeah. that, was, that was all there was to it. So yeah, I, hey, so it all circles around this office. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Interestingly, so as much as a, a building can have massive significance in a, in a startup or a business, this building has that for us. And so it's really neat that... Yeah, it's almost come full circle. Yeah, you so know? Yeah. You know, Joe left. We started officing Chrome and Box stuff at his house uh, for a little bit and doing some video work at his we, house. We tried stuff. to make it look like it was some posh... Um, yeah, some like office Brooklyn, kind of thing. Brooklyn studio. Uh, but truth be Joe's told, it was, it was my house. Um, um, yeah. But, you know, we do what we got to do. And right. So when we made that transition, I went part-time. Joe left HCC and uh, went in full-time at Chrome Unboxed. And Gabe had already been at Chrome Unboxed full-time. You know, we said, hey, we got to have a place to video and film. And we'd been using HCC stuff and space. And we made that break. And so we've been doing that stuff at home. Well, things are moving. HCC is actually vacating this office building to go into a new office building. They're, they've uh, renovated, and, and, and it's going to be awesome for them. And we're excited for them to go move there and do that thing. But that opens up lots of space in this same building where all this stuff has just occurred. And yeah. Which like on, all of our YouTube that, videos, everything yeah. is always on that, been here. On that note, if you're ever passing through Kentucky's Heartland, we're right in the I-65 corridor. Stop in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and hit us up. Yeah, We're downtown. right downtown, historic. Right in the middle. How old's this building? Oh, God. 400 years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It might, it so, might be 130. It's really cool, though. It was, the, it was the fire department at yeah, one point well, in time. Many years ago, yeah. City yeah. Hall. Uh, it's now the Chamber of Commerce and the downstairs, and then the upstairs is an entire co-working, co-working space. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool, but we've got some cool stuff downtown. There's a coffee shop right around the corner that we frequent when we're not making our own. Yeah. Pretty neat. Yeah. So it's uh yeah, we've 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 gone through some some changes and it's fun and it, it's like you know, like like we said, it's come full circle and and all of this, you know, um is is just gonna allow us to make more content, you know, yep. to, to, to make to be more productive. To be more productive, to, you know, be able to do this this podcast and maybe other, you know, little spin off podcasts in the future. Um and yeah, it's it's all about just just churning out more content. So yeah. so there so. you go. As listeners of the Boom. podcast you're one of the yeah. few that actually know the entire story when we say the office or the place we moved or whatever. Yeah. Like, we, we did leave and we came back. So, we haven't actually moved offices. We just yeah. came back and it, it's in a different, you know, we have our own office space in here now. So, it's in a different role and space. But 
still the same building. So it's kind of cool that it's it's come full circle that way. Yeah, it is. It is. So uh, switching gears, let's talk about uh, let's talk about what uh, people came to listen listen about listen to listen. That's not that's listen not what to, they came to listen for. Here. Listen, listen. I thought everybody wanted to know all about huh. like Us. offices. Yeah. I don't and know. Stuff. That is that is fun. It's a fun we little talk, tidbit. We but could, let's talk we about could talk about office chairs. We could <laughs> we could. But let, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Chromebooks instead. Okay. okay. Because the floodgates are open, my friends, and we've said it. We've said it. This is gonna this is gonna happen. We knew it. IFA um, is going on in Berlin, and uh, we've got. Uh, Officially now, some Chromebooks from Lenovo. Asus put out a Chromebook out of nowhere, and we've got some new Chromebooks from Acer. Right yeah. before uh, before we dive into those, let's rewind three years ago. What year was it? You got up in the middle of the night to watch the live stream for the R13. That would have been three years now. Yeah. Three years ago, IFA. <laughs> we obviously weren't flying or flying around the world three years ago. We had just started doing this. We've yeah. been doing it for what, like five yeah. months. I mean, we maybe. didn't have any idea. We we're just like, there might be something. Yeah, there IFA. might be something. Got a IFA is not historically known for producing Chromebooks. Uh, very rare. I think maybe one or two. I think maybe one of the original Samsungs might have debuted there a long time ago, but the Acer R13 debuted there three years ago. Wow! It wasn't on stage though. Remember? No, it was not. It was <laughs> just I've like one of these things. That whole thing at four thirty in the morning. Which, and there was and, no and it's a shame because the R13 it it, it kind of was a pinnacle point for Chrome OS ahead of its time. Ahead of its it time, and then after that, you had you had these flagship devices that came out. The it really got dwarfed by the Pro, the Plus, and the C302. But fast forward three years, and we're looking at what eight ten chromebooks have been yeah. launched at or around ifa yeah, and that's so ifa hasn't even started yet let's yeah, remember that IFA actually is starting yeah. tomorrow this is all pre-show yeah. stuff that's happened so there's a lot of companies that aren't going to put a chromebook in a keynote that's just i mean acer even they're launching what four new devices and it, i think we fast forwarded through the keynote it was a 30 second yeah thing. it's like it's, hey we got it's chromebooks like a minute look, they hey, talk, but i mean on. jason chen talks about it he invites the i can never remember the other guy's name it's he's the always guy. At the, it's the intel guy they get up they talk about it the tout they tout the google assistant it's it's really cool and it's less than a minute long but it's there i mean yeah because i mean acer's big deal. i mean they're they're still pushing forward with all kinds of windows things and but it doesn't change and a gaming the, chair. Yeah, the six is fourteen or thirteen. Fourteen thousand dollars. We said it. We did that. Thanos. Let's see, is that what it's called? Theranos. Oh, Theranos. Theranos. I thought it was Theranos. Theranos. Whatever. Go check it out. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's, it snaps uh, and yeah. too in the game. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it's think it's the, referred to as the blurb. The blurb now. The blip. It's the blip. Oh, uh, when he yeah. snaps, mm. it's not the snap anymore. It's the blip. The blip. There we go. But yeah, so they have a lot of stuff going on. But I mean, between them and Lenovo just them right now i mean actual announced chromebooks because we talked about the lenovo line last week in this podcast and we saw you found that video three weeks ago yeah it was like like a month before they announced it's been a little bit so it's not like these are none of these are surprises the it's not shocking for us to see acer come out with a consumer line right so 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 let's go through them real quick just just so that everyone is is aware Acer has (laughs) the 311 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the spin 311 the 314 and the 315. Yeah, so the the 11s are going to be, I mean, imagine, a lot of people know the Acer R11. Right. I, I, they might be getting rid of the whole R thing. Yeah, I think so. Sure. I think that the R13, I think it died with that. Yeah, I think they're kind of done with that whole Rest idea. Same idea here. So an 11-inch and an 11-inch flippable Yeah, one. and I kind of feel like the 3 denotes their lesser budget models because you right. have your spin, like the 715s, those are right. more premium. Yep. 
and then the spin 13 yeah, it, the spin is it's just its, it's own just thing kind almost. of its own thing but yeah so these are budget models i mean i'm sure once you get to the maxed out one you can probably get into the 500 hundred dollar range but these start at 249 bucks yeah wow. i would say the bigger one maybe if you go full full hd yeah eight, eight gigs, gigs 128 touch because it has an optional touch display yeah, but it has might a, get, you might eke up close to 500 yeah but, but it has the numeric keypad which is very yeah. new to chrome os but now everyone's doing it um, yeah. and, and acer's acer's only one currently with that is the 715 which we still haven't even gotten for review yet and it's a and it's premium all aluminum, yeah enterprise focused yeah so yeah i mean so this and, is more the answer to Lenovo's 15 inch that yep. they put out announced last week. And what's the the cool one of the cooler things I think that's happening right now, getting apart from let's look at every single model and and break down all the stuff. You know, there's a, a wide vari- range and wide variety of sizes, of screen resolutions, right. of screen sizes, numeric keypads, all that kind of stuff. And they're all going to be centered around this year. The where you're going to hear this a ton, uh, Gemini Lake. So this is. When you look at Intel's processors, you have the what you will call mobile processor sets, and then you have the core processor sets. So you got the core ones that are going Core i3, Core i5, mm-hmm. Core i7, Core M3 fits into there. It's, it's have, weird because you also have to look at uh, TDP and power because right. even the core U series that we see in Chromebooks are still technically considered mobile on in from Intel stand. It's weird. Yeah. It, so you have the, the Y and the U series, yeah. but they're still core. They're, they're they got yeah. that branding, um, and then. You do have a Pentium and a Celeron that work in that group. Right. Um, so you really have to pay attention to model numbers, and it's Intel. It's convoluted. But then on the other side of it, you've got these more like budget-friendly mobile-type devices. Right. Um, it's easier for us, honestly, to call them Gemini. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so If it N, starts with an N, N you're still... Yeah. They're not technically Atom anymore. No. But you're in that vein. These, yeah. these are the successors to the older Braswell, like you found in yes. the R11, the 3060s and 3160s. So these are your... And the I don't want to call to, them cheap because they're if you go to Walmart or Best Buy or wherever and buy your average three or four hundred dollar Windows computer, it's probably what you're getting. So right. they're not junk, but they're just they're budget they're right. budget it's chips. Their, it's their cheaper yeah. chips. They're not going to perform as well as core chips, but they're the proper successor to last year. I mean, I think everybody got pretty comfortable with going, oh Apollo Lake. Yeah, that, we understand what right. that means. Thirty four fifty, thirty three fifty, and around here it kind of. Apollo Lake was always met with an eye roll, which is like ugh, another Apollo Lake device because they never quite got to the point for me personally where I was comfortable saying to, you know, like I've got a couple neighbors across the street that are asking about Chromebooks. I lent them the Samsung Chromebook Pro we have at the office. They're sold. They're getting ready to think about buying. They're going to spend some money. You know, they're, they're happy to go buy a decent device. Right. So they're going to spend four or $500 per Chromebook and they're happy to do that. But I, I'm thinking about those type of people that don't understand. Like, I had to explain to them what Chrome OS was, that it's not running Windows applications, like all of these what? things. Like, they just don't, they have no concept of that stuff. And when I'm thinking about that person, I'm still not going to say, hey, go buy this device with that Apollo Lake, even the 3450, the, the quad core one. Right. It was never quite there where I'm like, mm, they're going to run it. Like, they're going to feel like it's slow. And out of the gate, they're going to feel like Chrome OS sucks. Slug. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the, not the impression. Right. And that was combined with, uh, in all honesty, most of the manufacturers that, that launched Apollo Lake devices, a lot of them were garbage. So you've got subpar processors and garbage devices. I remember right. some of HP's educational ones they did. With oh, those. yeah. 
they were horrible. There was an X and that X three sixty. I mean, we poo pooed all over yeah, that thing. So, um, and so this year with Gemini Lake, like, and we saw this at CES, and we talked about it in a video, and we've been talking about it ever since. Like, I remember picking up that ASUS, and like in this conversation, like ASUS clearly has that uh, their education devices that are going to come out in the same right. vein. I don't know what they're going to do from a consumer mm-hmm. standpoint. We'll get there. Uh, but these devices that are coming with Gemini Lake processors are actually good enough for me to feel like, hey, you can tell somebody to go pick one of these up. Right. This with four gigs of RAM and 32 or 64 gigs of storage paired with some less expensive exterior pieces are going to make for a decent Chromebook experience. And that, that's the more important part to me than, you know, getting down in the nitty gritty details of what exactly is going to be inside of them. Like, is this a Chromebook that I'm comfortable telling someone who doesn't know what a Chromebook is? Yeah, go get this. You'll like it because if we're talking what two hundred fifty dollars starting points, yeah. so we're talking sub three hundred dollars MSRP. Everything's going to go on sale because we know the Chromebooks. Right, they're all going to be on sale <laughs> yeah. eventually. So you're talking in a few months from now being able to see like two hundred dollar Chromebooks as a regular thing with these Gemini like processors in them that are going to be pretty decent to use. Right. Like, I mean, that's and then exciting. you get up and do, if, it, if it's a Pentium model with eight gigs and you can get it for $320, right. no brainer. Yeah, hey, I need a good device to send my kid off to college with. Yeah. It's going I mean, to last four years and it's going to do whatever they need it to do. We've so, got, we've got one Pentium silver device. Well, technically, well, I'm not going to get into that, but we've got one model. We've got one Pentium silver model here in the office. And, Apart from a thing that I don't like about it, that's we're talking with the manufacturer. I'm not going to even mention what it's it is. Nothing to do with the chipset. No. Nothing. When I'm not using the one thing that's the problem with the hardware that they've put into this, that they're researching, just using it in general, it's it's great. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a great device. And so it makes me really, really excited that we're going to start seeing more affordable Chromebooks that I don't have to go, uh, yeah, if you don't care for it being slow as crap, yeah. Like Intel's mobile, whatever, budget chipsets finally feel like they're like they're ready. They're ready for prime time. Because Chrome OS doesn't command too much. And so with that la- lack of overhead, I mean, these are going to be, these right. things are just going that, to sell yeah. like crazy. And that's the year. cool thing, too, is that Chrome OS has caught up with the rest of the PC market. So we're seeing current generation chips. And, and despite Intel's issues with chip families and you know they've launched what four processor families this in the last year yeah it's crazy but at the same time we now have not just one line of chromebooks we have multiple lines with multiple chipsets that are all current generation so you won't have where you had with the braswell devices where four years later uh manufacturers are still regurgitating that no because i i if if you we see people oh i can get this Acer 15 at Walmart for $129. That's great. It's got a Braswell dual core processor and two gigs of RAM. Good luck. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's terrible. It, and we're not going to see that anymore. Because and these, these devices are going to push most of those out. Right. Like that, that bottom basement $100, $150 Chromebook is at least going to be an Apollo Lake now. So that's at least tolerable. Last year's processors, I don't like them, but... They're tolerable. They're not Braswell. Was yeah, like I mean, we have a we like have a thirty four fifty at home quad core, and for the kids, it's fine. I've right. worked on it a couple times, and it's I wouldn't. It would aggravate me to work on it, but we do some pretty heavy stuff. But for the kids, it's it's fine. Right. It's so fine to see device. that becoming the the bottom bargain bin thing, I'm I'm excited about that too. Right. Because now your cheap Chromebook is good. Yeah. And your 
it all that's going to do is further drive down prices. For yeah, because if I can so, tell my neighbor, hey, go buy this two hundred and fifty dollar device, and then I'm not worried a week later that he's going to come over and cuss me out. That's right. a good. That's a great. It's so move. much easier yeah. for other people to recommend them to other people. Like it's just, it's great for the ecosystem as a whole. And I think what it's going to do is force even these core i chip, you know, devices that have tried to creep up in the five and six hundred dollar range. To, sure, they might they might list them MSRP that way, but they're going to constantly have to be pushing sales in order to compete with these more mid range. Yeah, and we saw I mean, it with the C four thirty four this week, seventy dollars off, and yep. that was like an official ASUS thing. Yeah, uh, so it was what four ninety nine. Yeah, think, yeah. So yep, yep. Well, and then the 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 four twenty five that just came out was so yeah, let's discounted talk, let's uh, talk about it. <laughs> confusing <laughs> it was, device it was it was discounted what 24 hours 25 dollars it was a flash sale uh, <laughs> seven, 75 bucks off was it 75 off yeah because it was oh, four, it was four, four it's 499 it was 424 426 okay for 24 geez. hours yeah so it means a flash sale but still the thing's only a week old. Like, it already right. went on sale. So, it tells you a couple things I think it's telling. One, the fact that the 434 has not gone on sale much at all. Asus knows it made a winner. Asus yeah. knows that they, they crushed it. Yeah, you have major tech outlets that don't necessarily focus on Chrome OS, but major outlets like The Verge and others saying it's the Chromebook it's of the 2019. Yeah. And on all honesty, there's other devices I would pick, but from a consumer standpoint, it is the best Chromebook on the market. I mean, it's a looker. It performs really well. It's and compact. It, it, it's, it contains most of the good things you yeah. want in a Chromebook. Like it's they, they did a good job, and we knew it when we picked it up at CES. It was like... We didn't well, know this thing was going to be here. This is it. This is going to be something, and it and it has been. It's delivered, and they know it. They haven't put it on sale much. It's like they get it. They've got a good product. And I bet they sold a truckload when they had the sale. Oh yeah, this still on it. sale? Might still uh, be yeah, on sale. It, uh, it was as of this morning, and so yeah, they dumped seventy bucks off the regular model, and you can get the eight gig one now for five seventy. So they pulled which is the 30. price of the ba- yeah yeah it's it's five ninety nine at, at full price. Um, and part of that, I think, is because of this 425 that showed up out of literally nowhere. Uh, we have a video going up about it uh, in the next day or two. It, uh, I've been using it for the last couple of days. So, again, for you podcast listeners, here's a, a quick, uh, quick take on this device before we actually review it. Um, I love using it. I really do. Like I, I, I told Gabe, you can this morning, see like just a like, glimmer of guilt in his eyes when he yeah. says, "Like, man, I'm just I, I don't can't know why I I'm like it so much. <laughs> I don't know why I like it so much because it comes with some serious trade offs. Right on paper, not, you're like Asus chintzied out on this right. thing. I should not like it. He likes it. Um, I haven't but, touched it. I literally I pressed the space bar this morning. <laughs> yeah, other than that, I, I haven't moved touched it around it. on yeah, a table while we were filming. It's carried over the keyboard from the 434 backlight. Sharp. It's got a massive trackpad. And trackpad. Um, and trackpad feels good. Yeah, the trackpad's like the size of a smartphone. Yeah, it's, like it's my big. OnePlus Seven Pro almost <laughs> fits on the trackpad. Uh, it's, but the entire bottom part's plastic, which feels kind of like a kick in the nuts, you know, <laughs> uh, compared to the four thirty four. Like, mm-hmm. like really, the whole thing's plastic. So you have an aluminum lid, and that's it. Plastic surround around the screen. It is anti glare, which I'm starting to like more. Uh, I used to not really care about that, but I. It comes in handy, um, but the screen is considerably dimmer. 
than yeah, the 434. Yeah, like we, we, we were filming. So we in, measured it at 170, I think, um, mm. the 434. We didn't measure it when we, we didn't have our measuring tool at that point. No. I looked up, uh, is it PC Mag that does all the benchmarks? Yeah, it's two, really good. 220. 286 yeah. oh, is it what they measured okay. it at, and they're pretty accurate. Um, so that's a significant reduction in screen brightness. And, and off angle, it's funky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the brightness goes down. Like the viewing angles technically are fine, uh, but off angle, you lose a lot of that brightness. Strain a little and that's bit. part of anti-glare does that. Yeah. So you still get the little small bezels. You still get the tiny form factor. It's really light because the whole bottom part's made of plastic. So I've noticed in my bag, my, my backpack feels like air because I normally carry all kinds of crap. And I've gotten most of it out of there. And now I've just got this super light Chromebook. So it retains the whole form factor part. This is, it does come with eight gigs. I don't think they even have a four gig model. Uh, so no, it's eight it's, gigs that's of RAM. literally the only model that's available yeah, right so now. So M3, eight gigs, uh, 64 gigs of internal storage. So when we compare apples to apples, we have to compare it with the MSRP $600 Asus C434. So if we look at MSRPs, it's $100 cheaper. Is it worth $100 to you to lose that brightness and viewing angle on the screen to sacrifice plastic for... Uh, aluminum and yeah the last part is it's not a touchscreen mm-hmm. so to lose touchscreen functionality I can't tell you how many times I've reached up and tried to swipe things on the screen <laughs> like a lot a lot a lot oh man yeah. um, to me already I can tell you that's not worth it like especially with the deals going on right now right. with the deals MSRP and this is 500 you can get for 560 is it worth 60 extra dollars to get all of those things I just said in the 8 gig version of the 434 Pro- 100% yes processor yeah, differences no nope. nope. internally they're the same and that's the problem wise the, the same price, speakers the, the same price keyboards gap is are the same too close it is if it, they if they had MSRP'd this at even, even 449 yeah, yeah, yeah. but at 399 this is a this is a recommend but at yeah, 499 at 399 and, now if we're talking MSRP we're talking a $200 dip that's doable, right? To Especially lose all of those. Pieces, I can get online any day of the week and find an HP X three sixty fourteen with an i three and eight yep. gigs of RAM, touchscreen convertible, ceramic yeah. lid. The Dell was on sale for 450 last week for four hundred fifty bucks, man. The Dell I mean, went down to three fifty. Yeah, three fifty at Best Buy. It's the hard. Lenovo goes down all the time. Like there, there are too many other options in that price range for this to make any sense whatsoever right now. Now, my theory is they put this out, went ahead and put it out now. They didn't even say anything about it. Just like, oh, by the way, we're going to slide this into Amazon real quick and just see if anybody notices. And, of course, people noticed. And now we have it. I think it's like, okay, let it do that thing for a little bit. Next month, we'll start. We'll mark this thing down you know, aggressively. And it looks good to consumers that, again, don't follow this stuff closely. They, I hop on Amazon and I go, ooh, it was 500 marked down to 350 I'm saving 150 Sold. It's the Kohl's effect. Kohl's does this on literally every item they sell. Whoa, that T-shirt. Like, Have you ever looked at your Kohl's receipt for crying out loud every time? You hope, I saved $8,000 right. and I, got I four like shirts. I four items of clothes, and they're like, oh, you <laughs> saved $120 today. I bought yep. four T-shirts. And you got some Kohl's cash and all. Yep, absolutely. You, you are deluded. You have no idea what anything costs. But it's, And yet we shop yeah. there. It works. <laughs> I shop there because I like apartment nine stuff, personally. But... Um, but it works. People see right. it that don't keep up with any of this stuff. They see MSRP, they see a strike through it and they go, I'm saving this money. There's a subconscious thing that kicks in and they get excited and they buy the thing. So yep. my guess is they price this thing to market down. Nobody should buy this at $500. That's just across the board. No way. I don't even think you should get interested until it hits four. That's just me personally. I think that the trade-offs, Ditto. it's a $200 
markdown. It has yeah. to be. Yeah. One fifty. Do you think it'll? Do you think it'll get there by the end of the year? Like shopping season. It will it'll, be. It'll yeah. be four fifty. No doubt. Yeah. Like that's no doubt. I think it'll be three ninety nine pretty regularly. Yeah, I'd recommend the C three hundred two before I'd recommend that at that price. Yeah, but then you get into all. Like, yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's, it's just it's, too many trade offs. Too many trade offs. So too many Chromebooks. And the problem is, it's not just the last gen Chromebooks. Like as soon as all these Lenovo's and stuff start flooding in. And all these Acer start flooding in, and then the Hatch family of devices starts rolling in. Like, there's no way this thing can sustain a 499 price tag. No, no not way. possible. No way. Yeah, because yeah. honestly, the the premium price tags they're where they need to be. They don't need to be pushing those up. So these are going to have to go down. And I will go ahead and tell you because I've enjoyed this though so much. The sale that's going on on the 434, like I'm just every day I'm having to be like, nope, you got to wait. There's too many other good Chromebooks coming. There's too many coming. If like if I needed to buy one right now, I'd buy the 434 in a heartbeat. Like if you had I, to. Like yeah, if, if I was like, I need a Chromebook, that would be my go-to device. I'd get the 8 gig right now, drop 560 on it, and not even think twice. But I don't need a Chromebook. Sure. There's a couple <laughs> floating around our yeah, office. Yeah, there's so. way too many Chromebooks. So, uh, And there's too many coming. There's too much interest yeah, like because this, this is another thing gosh. there's another flip on the way at yeah. some point we don't even know what it is so and we're trying so we we've tried to it. figure this out in the past and we thought we had a peg on it but there's a asus 433 flip so one digit off the 434 and we have no idea what it is yeah because we yeah. can't find any the only yeah. thing that asus has ever done with models like that is, have been successions. So yeah. remember the 301 came out? Yeah, but you had the they 100, had, the originally, the Flip yeah. 100, the 101. Right, and they had a 300, 301. I think they did a 302. 302 well. is, or 302 is Skylake. Yeah. 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 So it's weird. Like, So this is a regression in a single-digit number at the end. We have pretty concretely said their 15-inch devices start with 5. Right. Like we have the 523. It's a 15-inch device. They're only 15-inch Chromebook. I yeah. think right. Um, all the 14-inch devices start with four. I think that's right across the board. Even the cheaper ones, 423, 434, 425. All 14-inch devices. All the 10-inch devices start with one. We'll go back and confirm all this, but I think he's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm just putting this together here. Yeah. All the 10-inch devices start with one. So 101. 100. Well, they had a 20. They had like a 200 series too, but yeah, those were 11-inch devices too. Yeah, those were 11-inch. The red one isn't it? Yeah, those were yeah. with a two. Chrome, um, Chromebook names are so easy. Oh, yeah, it's so, it makes it. so but much sense. But they've stuck with those things. Right, so right. that tells me the 433 is going to be a 14-inch device. It's going to be a flip. So yeah. like, what is the differentiator that it's regresses same, at one it's number? It's the same board and code name oh, yeah. as the 434. So yeah. It's curious what they're going to do with it. Why? And, uh, what is it? Yeah, why not just do a C434 with, like, is it going to have a pin? Okay, great. C434 with a pin. You know, like, yeah. why make it a different model number? But who knows? Yeah, it's interesting. But we're this is this is the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot of devices yeah, coming. This so. is going to be the, the yeah. theme of the show probably yep, for the rest of the year because yep, so. this is going to keep coming. So lots of good stuff coming. So, uh, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We are going to uh, kind of continue the discussion of some of the things happening at IFA, but then also kind of, uh, I don't know, what do we call it? Just upcoming things, upcoming devices. Yeah, Not just stuff. Chromebooks. Yeah, it's just upcoming stuff. stuff. It's just yeah. stuff. Yeah, here's some things that are coming that we, uh, some of it we're going to speculate about a little bit. Some things we, we could see happening real soon. Yeah, I think these are very fair speculations. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. yeah. First, first of which, um, Gabe has an article that by the time you're listening to this should be out. Um, Lenovo has announced some new devices at IFA. Tell folks a little bit about yeah, this. Yeah, so well, obviously we haven't had our hands on this yet, but it looks like it could be, in my opinion, from because I've used everything from the Lenovo Smart Clock all the way to the lenovo 10-inch smart display the jbl link view the nest hub hey i said it right nest hub that's yeah, right right first time yeah no no google first home, no try better. i won't do it i won't do it again for the rest of the rest of the podcast the uh, home mini mess nest mess to max yeah so i mean we haven't seen the nest hub max yet but lenovo has launched a seven inch smart display full-fledged it has a camera it looks a lot like a like the nest hub yeah it's googly it's very googly uh it looks it's got the same uh cloth texture feel as their smart clock but it's very compact the speaker and everything's in the base with the cloth around it and it has a camera it has a mute button it also has bluetooth 5.0 which we haven't really seen i don't think i haven't tried honestly i don't ever stream music with bluetooth unless it's to headphones so yeah i don't i'm not sure what the point of that is but yeah hey, it's, so I mean, it's there i mean but it it has bluetooth 5.0 so my guess is if you've got friends over and they want to throw some music yeah. on they don't have to worry about hopping on your wi-fi network and doing all that stuff they can just boom play some music but anyways yeah. it's really dope looking little seven inch ips display speakers cloth all that stuff so here's yeah. the real secret it's going to be able to use uh stadia and you'll be able to use bluetooth controllers mm. with it that would be interesting <laughs> i thought we I were going to get through the podcast without talking that's about not the speculation we were talking about <laughs> no no no, no. Robbie, that was just off robbie, the cuff robbie had no. to fit it in somehow he just had to and then now no, my mind's wandering though here it is Bluetooth so that you can connect a mouse so that you can use virtual desktops. Yeah. We've got virtual desktops <laughs> oh, in. No. Oh, gosh. So Hello. you can't cast to it. Can you cast to No. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say. But, yeah. I mean, Stadia could eventually work on smart displays. I yeah, mean, there's, there's no, no reason, reason it could not Yeah. But so. that's... But anyways, my point speculation is with full-fledged Bluetooth 5.0, not Bluetooth Low Energy... Presumably, this should be a decent Bluetooth speaker as well. So the only sure. thing it is missing, in my humble opinion, is a battery. It's still tethered to the wall, but still. I mean, I don't think it has an auxiliary input, though, which I don't get that, but whatever. Interesting. So they so they, they announced that, but then they also announced some Android tablets? Yeah, so this was, this was kind of weird. Now, they have a line of these already that feature Alexa, but I guess this is their way of keeping Android tablets alive is <laughs> you slap in the Google Assistant and you call it a smart tablet. But Google's partner with them, and this is actually, a, they, they just announced this at IFA, so they have a new ambient mode that works for Android, some Android devices. It, it works a little bit on the Pixel phones right now with the Pixel stand, but in the future, other devices will work with this. So you have a tablet like the Lenovo, like their previous uh, Alexa one, or their new Google Assistant one, the M8, and it has a dock. 
So you got it in your hand. It's an Android tablet. Does everything an Android tablet should do, would do, whatever. I've got a Lenovo tab at home. I like it. It's great. Used to play PUBG on it. Uh, but you pop it in the dock, and boom, it turns itself into essentially a, a smart display. So you have this ambient mode for the assistant and whatever that's going to look like. So, 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 and, and I, I want to say there's a couple screenshots and some gifts of, of mm-hmm. this thing running that yeah. we that we found from from some other folks. Um, is is it going to look the exact same as what you're getting on like your 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 Nest Home? Is it the same interface? Yeah, I, I don't think so because I, I know think it's exactly yeah because like the Ver the Verge mentioned in their article why is it not running the exact same software that like the Nest Hub and the Smart because sure. they run they run Android things I think something like they that. they run an IoT software it's not full fledged Android it's not just the assistant it's an Android things software. This is more the Google Assistant running some form of ambient mode on top of Android because it wouldn't really make sense to have both of those operating systems living in the same space, I guess. Yeah, it looks like the capability. I mean, I'm going from this, Jeff, and this is new stuff that we literally are seeing as we're recording the podcast. But a lot of the interface looks the same, but it is definitely not the exact same interface. So, yeah, it... Might uh, maybe just be a, a little bit of a simplified version. Perhaps. Yeah, because you think about like your your yeah. smart displays. You swipe up and you've got your settings menu there where you can reset them and all that stuff. That stuff. I love the I love the home yeah, controls. But that's still that kind of stuff's still going to live in the regular Android right. settings. But I would assume now now Nest first and the smart displays came after that. Now have the new home interface when you Which swipe is, down yeah, i, use I that don't know is that in the gif is I, it? I, no i've not seen any yeah, of that i don't, in these. I don't know if that's all going to be a part of there or not but the, but the fact of the matter is, is if you're at home and it has the assistant on it and you tell it sure hey, yeah, hey gee turn the thermostat off it's going to do it because it's all the what same. i'm seeing all, like one of the, all the same thing one of sure. the screens here like right on the home screen where some of the stuff would be normally kind of your two panel there's you know bedroom lights and that kind of stuff buttons for those things it's not quite the same because on the on the regular Nest homes, you would swipe down and kind of get that separate menu. So that that's a little bit different. I'm assuming since these are still Android or running Android, if you were to swipe down, you would get the, the Android, Android notification mm-hmm. uh, panel. So I, I think they're keeping some of that in and in, in you know they're not trying to transform this 100% into a smart display. But, but it's, it's, an interesting. it's bringing some of the that cool stuff there for the people that are like, ah, I'm not buying another smart display. I'm not going to do that. Well, you might buy something that you can do both Pop, with. Right, because I have to imagine there, there's a lot of people in the camp of, I don't want a smart display, I'm not going to buy a smart display, but they have Android tablets. They've been around a lot longer. People use them. People, most people have an Android phone that have Googly products. And if this works, because it's already being displayed on the Pixel, so presumably it will come to other phones, especially ones with wireless charging. You've got, you got your phone on the charge. It's now a... Yeah, clearly interactive display. It needs some sort of trigger. It needs something to say, "Hey, yeah, go into it, this when mode." When it sets on the yeah on the wireless charger, perhaps. So it, yeah. you know, hey, go into this mode when I'm charging, or go into this mode when it's wirelessly charging, or right, which go into this mode right. when I hit that dock, and that's or what the, the Lenovo does. You pop it in the little dock, and it it turns into the ambient. But but this assistant. is this is an interesting concept because now you've got this kind of dual purpose thing where you can you can have this Android tablet around the house. And I can go sit on the couch and, and scroll through Google News, but then I can go dock it in my kitchen and have a smart display. In some right. of this ambient mode stuff, and, and we kind of were discussing this a little bit before we started rolling here, 
some of this ambient mode stuff is we've seen some work uh, for this coming to Chrome OS. So right. what if what if this little 10 inch tablet, Chrome OS tablet, uh, can be docked and then I can take it off and I can go use it as a tablet around the house or I can take it to the office and dock it and use it as my full on workstation. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, and we've been a little curious, honestly, with with ambient mode and like what in the world are they possibly right. going to use that for on Chromebooks? So as this news is coming through, I mean, again, Joe just said this, like we're seeing this as we're recording. Yeah, we like, literally uh, we took saw the, the article right before we started uh, right. round so two We're of kind recording. of getting our heads around it too, but the ideas become pretty clear. Right, know? it was kind of an aha moment because, I mean, you think about it, if you look at a Nest Hub straight on, it looks like it's a tablet that you could pick up. But if you think about like the Acer Tab 10 or something newer that has a, a little better ARM processor or whatever, and it's a tablet that's sitting on a dock or a hub stand in my kitchen, it's small enough to be out of the way and used as a full-fledged Google Home smart display. And then... I'm getting ready to go sit on the couch and read the news in the morning while I drink my coffee and I just grab it as I'm walking out of the kitchen and I plop down on the couch and now I've got a Chrome OS tablet in my hand and it does everything. It, and then I and then it I, makes perfect sense. And then I get ready for work and I take it to work and put right. it on my and desk and you use throw it, it yeah. in your bag and it's then insane. you dock it at work to your it's monitor insane. and you've got your all in one and well, because we had like when some of this news of or when 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 you all started finding some of the stuff about ambient mode for Chromebooks, we were like, well, "How are they gonna? What what are they, what are they gonna do here? Your 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 Chromebook's gonna be plugged in right. on your desk, yeah. and you I'm can still not swipe sure. and, you uh, know what? Yeah, it's gonna again. I think it'll need some sort of trigger. There'll have right. to be something right. that tells my Chromebook to go into that mode. Or or there's my a, thought is there's. Only certain Chromebooks have this. Only certain, and it's the ones that are going to be the partnered, tablets or detachables. And they've, and they've maybe even like partnered with Google right, to right. say, Not hey. only that, like my, my 350-nit Acer Spin 13, I, I don't want the screen on all the time. Right? <laughs> Rob, <laughs> Robbie had mentioned during the break, because, I mean, it's going to burn through the battery, and it's just it's not good for the display. And I just don't want a 13-and-a-half-inch right, smart all display the time. on, just, my, on the much. end table at my house. So... Yeah, I but don't know. It, it does, I think, answer the mail for a, a few use cases and maybe more than I'm thinking. Um, when we're talking about some of these devices that are coming, especially the ARM powered ones that we were pretty sure are going to be detachables and tablets. I know Google got out of the tablet game, but that doesn't mean tablets have stopped rolling. I mean, if anything, it feels like there's this more. This might coming help now. sales of the slate. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, devices that have pogo pins that could have some sort of dockable thing. Yeah. Again, it needs a trigger. There needs to be something that tells it to go into this mode so that the user knows when I do this thing, it goes into this mode. I don't want it always doing this, but I want it like these certain times. I don't think a convertible mm -hmm. Chromebook, like you said, with it the, just doesn't the spin, make sense. Just, yeah. That feels weird. It's got like to be. It's got to be a yeah, a, a tablet, tablet with. Pogo so pens now or something. Yeah. You've got like these ten inch tablets. It's like, would I really want to work on that thing all the time? Well, no, probably not. Like if I was down at the coffee shop, do I want a pair of keyboard and a mouse to a ten inch display and, and spend a lot of time working on that? No. If you're worked from an iPad, it's kind of miserable. No. Uh, you know, mainly because of iOS, but in general, <laughs> it, it's a little miserable. Just but it of the can replace size. my my Mac. Can it replace my <laughs> no, it can. my computer? Oh, um, no, no, it can't. And so. With iOS 13, it's closer. Nope. No, it's we, iPad, we're not going to derail it's into that. OS now, guys. <laughs> My bad. It's yeah, iPad it is OS. iPad OS. Hold, hold on. Are they going to are they going to are they going to talk about iPads at their phone event now? 
I don't think so. Or do you th- they usually do you keep think the, they have their own. I was listening deal. to the Verdcast. Verge cash. Verd, what did I Verd, just say? Verdcast. Vergecast and Dieter and them were talking about like now that it's iPad OS, it's going to be grouped in with like the the MacBooks and stuff. Yeah, I mean they've like, always they're, had they're, their own. Like it's always been something else. Like they've never put the iPad yeah. stuff with the phone stuff. Yeah. They keep them separate. But I digress. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, moving, so, up, moving The on. idea though here is a 10 inch, even if it's got Chrome OS on it. Um, tablet, I don't know is going to be your productivity workhorse. Like this is going to be my go-to device. Now I could see myself wanting to make that a thing because uh, I work, especially now that we've moved offices and stuff. As many times as he has tried and proven that he it's can, failed. he still <laughs> wants to do I'm, it. I haven't let go of it yet. He's, so he's holding on. He's yeah, holding I'm, on. I'm holding on for the, the hope of good small and or not Android, good small Chrome OS tablets with Android on them, and so. The thought then is if you're in a scenario where, like for me, I'm going, oh, well, you know, most times I'm at my desk writing. I'm, I'm at my house where I could do some different stuff with an extended display, and, and I'm going to be sitting at a desk. I can carry the stuff I need to make a tablet my one device. A lot of people can't. You know, I need a clamshell type of device. That's why they're still around. Tablets never killed the clamshell, never will, because in general, I need a lot of people need to pull a thing out and drop it in their lap and work. Yeah, you know, MacBooks are like still that. selling and they don't, they right. still it's, made it's for a reason. So. Like, you know, that, that the clamshell form factor, especially as they get thin and, and lighter and all this kind of stuff, they, they are the most beneficial on the go computing device because they combine all the things you need, keyboard, trackpad, screen, rigidity that holds himself up in your lap, all those things you just end up needing. Like, But for people like me, I, I might be able to make a tablet work. I don't think that's going to be the general consensus. Like, oh, let's let's slap a keyboard and figure out a way to make this thing work as your one and only computer. Like, probably not. So now enter this whole smart tablet thing, and now these 10-inch Chromebooks where you were looking at them, I was looking at them before going, well, okay, if you can't make it your one and only Chromebook, like, is the experience that good on a tablet for to just buy it? To show, well, am I going to have a tablet with Chrome OS and a Chromebook with Chrome OS? Am I really going to do that? Like, no, I just don't I see have a tablet with Android that. and I don't use it. Right. So, I just don't know yeah. that I'm going to do that. But this, this changes the equation a little bit. All of a sudden now it's like, oh, well, if I have one of those 10-inch tablets at home, it can be my smart display. Right. And the minute I see something on there I want to read, I just pick it up. And now I've got a I've got full blown Chrome on here, so I can I can browse the internet, and get involved in whatever I want to. Oh, it's got a stowable stylus that I can jot those notes down, da da, drop it back on its its little dock because a lot of these are coming with pogo pins. They're they're built for it. They're yep. they're going to have the ability. So now you've taken a ten inch tablet that for a lot of people again that need a clamshell. That device has become one of those, like, do I actually need this? And I've made arguments that a lot of people don't. Like, the tablet's probably not a great form factor for a lot of people. But with big phones and clamshells, kind of got what you need here. And so, all of a sudden, a small 10-inch tablet now starts to make a little more right. sense. Because They've like, made it oh, relevant. Yeah. The, it's a thing the it assistants have made them relevant. Exactly. Yeah, like, I could pick this up and carry it around the house and do those menial tasks. And if I leave it sitting on that dock and walk out the door with my clamshell Chromebook to go get my work done... That's okay. It's mm-hmm. serving its purpose, being my assistant and being my, you know, about mill about the house tablet, and it can live in that space. And mm-hmm. if I take it with me, great. But if I don't, right, I'm no not, big deal. It's yeah. not like, oh, I've got to make this thing my one thing. It's like, no, it's it could just be that. Yeah. It can be. So I can imagine having it on the kitchen counter as a smart display to cook yeah. with, take grocery lists, that whatever. Grab it to read news, jot down notes, and then the Watch kids, video, the kids come home from school TV. and they grab it to watch. 
yeah. you know, PBS or whatever they want to watch. Well, I've, it makes a lot of freaking sense that as we're sitting here talking about it, I'm yeah. like, this makes yeah, great they sense. They literally have found the, the, the secret to making tablets important again. I mean, honestly. Right. I mean, if smart displays are going to be that important, if smart displays are at the center of a lot of things we do digitally, then it only makes sense to let this form factor kind of merge into that yeah. space because it's capable of doing more. But we don't always need that more right. in general. So the fact that now it's it's getting a new lease on life, basically, because it's like, oh, well, I can also I can do that thing. So you don't need to go buy a smart display or buy me instead right. of a smart display. And I can also do more things. Oh, you need to cook. Uh, my smart display can't open chromed. I just, you know, th- this video is not working for that recipe. I just need to open the dang browser and get it. Oh, I'll send it to my phone and uh, no, just pick it up and navigate. It's right there. there. Yes. It's a virtual keyboard on there. There's a, there's, there's apps on there. there so it's, it's like, yeah, cause there's us. a lot of things that the smart displays do great. Like recipes and stuff. Oh, yeah. I use I mean, that all the time and reading through recipes and then the how to videos. If you need not, that stuff's great. But there are just times when you're like, man, I just want to open a browser and you can't. Or, it has I mean, its own little thing, but you can't just open a browser. Like I ran into this the other day. Ours ours popped up. There's a news story that was right there on the front. And you can click it and stand over the display and scroll through and kind of read it, a, a dummy version of it. Or you can send it to your phone, I think, can't you? Or something. There's probably a way to tell it to open this on send my phone or something. Send it to your TV or whatever. I don't know. But like sitting and reading news long term with those, they're generally in places that are kind of out of the way. So ours is on a coffee table. I'm not going to sit and eat right. breakfast or lunch at that coffee table. And it's not in a space that I'm going to sit and consume media from it. Right. Cause we, we so have one in the kitchen as well. And it's like, if I'm making coffee and I'm like, Oh, I see that. I don't want to stand there and drink my coffee and, tr- and, and just and stand over like grab some sort of goon. But I also <laughs> don't, you know, and, and this sounds so American of me, but I don't want to go sit down and then open my Chromebook and then find the article. Find, again. Yeah. I mean, if I can just grab it and go, that's, that's and in general, so convenient. It's usually not even the, the like, I don't want to go do all that stuff. It's like, I'm scatterbrained, and by the time I got done with my coffee oh, and yeah. looked away, I forgot about that. And then later in the day, I'm like, what was that thing I was reading yeah. on the smart display? Crap, I could, uh, I don't remember what it was, and I can't, and so I've lost it. It's I've, not I've that not I don't want that. to, I just can't. I'm not capable. But <laughs> if I could take my coffee and go, huh, I want to see more about that, reach out and grab that yeah. thing off its stand and go sit at the table or at the couch where I'm going to go consume that media, that's a really big win like i I, like i'm 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 getting excited talking about it like i think this is like this is something that could be really cool yeah and and speaking of these devices especially if it's going to have like the chrome os ones like that excites me way more than like these android ones if a chrome os smart tab comes out in the next three months all of my smart home devices will be on sale and i will restock the house with those (laughs) well and also if it has a front-facing camera it could maybe tie into like what if what if there was like an you could run like the nest app on it or something and and you could tap into that that front-facing camera somehow i mean seriously you know all these the you know a lot of these newer um smart displays are having that camera now yep i I don't know i think i think it's really really interesting one of these tablets that you um have been tracking uh crane with k as i clarified here as i wrote down some notes yes um crane is one that is uh Presumably Pogo Pen? Is it going to have Pogo Yeah, pens? I think it's... Uh, so, uh, the the baseboard, the unibuild that it comes from is Kukui. I think is how we've decided we're going to pronounce it. Kukui. I like Kukui. Kukui. I don't know. It's K-U-K-U-I. Decide how you want to yeah, pronounce that. Um, Pokemon fans so, can tell us how to say it. If you remember back uh, months ago, there was one that we looked up uh, and found called Flapjack. 
There were some some rumors that went around that maybe that was a Google made device. All of these that we're talking about right now are MediaTek eighty one eighty three powered devices that we know are coming. Um, they'll compete directly with the uh, Snapdragon eight forty five uh, Chromebooks that are coming. So ARM chips, great battery life, and finally an ARM chip. I think that's going to have good performance. Like this isn't it's not going to blow doors off or anything like that. Like I think a Snapdragon eight fifty five and a Chromebook would be amazing. The eight forty fives that we know are coming that's, that Qualcomm has said are coming by the end of the year are going to be good. And they're going to be good performers. This chip won't be as fast as those. It's going to be. Yeah, like a step behind an 835, so the chip that's in the Pixel 2 XL, um, which right, I, but it's still, still way better yeah. than any ARM chip that's so been in a So far beyond anything we've had. Not even, not even close. Yeah. And so those devices, some of those, the, the main baseboard is being tested with pogo pins, pen, you know, all that kind of stuff. So pogo pins pretty much point you to some sort of detachable or it can have a base, a keyboard base or something like that. But now it's like, well, crap, these all of these that that come off of it so we've got flapjack crane um quee quee or jacuzzi jacuzzi and there's one other one off the top of my head i can't think of what the name of it is uh oh uh kodama Um, oh yeah yeah and so like those are five devices that we know about um there could be more um and and just like with this asus we've been talking about earlier they can take the same baseboard and just drop a new variant so, I mean, there's five basic boards we're talking about. So that could turn to 10 devices before you know it, you know. So five to 10 of these MediaTek-powered devices, there's been speculations. Maybe this will be the OP2. So these these processors will be Google's next kind of like, hey, we're going to take another company and take a processor and brand it as our, right. our thing. They did that with the Rock Chip 3399. Instead of saying was, Rock Chip, they just said the OP1. Yeah. It was just OP1. And people figure that out. The people that want to know more figure that out. If not, you're like, oh, cool. It's got an OP1 processor, whatever that means. Um, This is going to be much faster, much better. But we're talking tablet-type devices, detachable-type devices, devices that would fit with this perfectly. And I know ambient mode is being tested on these um, for sure. Like the the, the commits we found about ambient mode on Chromebooks, it's these uh, Hatch Chromebooks, mm-hmm. which the Hatch Chromebooks are weird because those are going to be more like these bigger Chromebooks. Yeah. I don't. Again, we're not really sure what they're going to do with this. And it may just be an option for the user. If you want to use this thing in this, you know, lock screen right now is Search L. Maybe you, it's a search A. Now that does brings up the regular don't assistant. Do I don't, don't know. Do Some don't know. sort of command. Something shift search A. You know locks the screen in this ambient mode for yeah, you. So or when maybe you're ready it's to put something in that, that's even I, in the power settings or right. the display settings. Or who whatever. knows? Yeah. Instead of going to sleep, do this. When on battery, do this. Whenever you go to sleep, that's whatever. Yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll see how it plays out. But clearly, they're bringing this feature to Chromebooks. Uh, clearly, you know it's being tested on. There's a lot of devices coming that are that are going to be tablet oriented that it, especially these arm ones that have much better battery. They got kind of battery to spare a little bit. Um, and I didn't even mention we, you know, we found Geekbench scores on, on this crane, uh, Chromebook specifically and, you know, nice improvements on performance, uh, over the flapjack, uh, which is the same baseboard that was found back in May in Geekbench. I mean, we're talking 10 to 20% boost on the exact same baseboard. So right. that tells me Google is optimizing for this chip, or they're just optimizing Chrome OS for ARM in for general. ARM. I'm not. I'm not sure which one it is. It very well or could just be. Or maybe the other way around. Maybe yeah. the ARM chip's getting the tweaks it needs to leverage Chrome OS better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to tell for sure exactly what what exactly is going on there. But 
it's gotten way better. Um, and there's an article up on the website if you want to go see those exact scores and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But just know that they're they're tweaking things to make it work better with ARM, specifically the MediaTek 8183. And those devices are probably, at least one of them is going to have this ambient thing yeah. going on. And how it plays out and how it ends up working, we're not sure yet. But Give, uh, give me one. What What's the price of the uh, Nest Hub Max? Do we know? Uh, it's not technically official yet, but at yeah, two, but they announced the price two seventy nine, yeah. two seventy nine, two fifty, something like that. Granted, yeah. you're getting a really nice speaker with that one, presumably. Well, I mean, yeah. obviously, we haven't heard it yet, but you know, like, what if what if you could get you know one of these Chromebooks and, and you're getting some more functionality because it's going to be Chrome OS, right? But you know, what if it's you know three hundred, three hundred and fifty dollars, something right. like that, maybe even less, and then. I don't know, like, what if you could make a dock that has a speaker built yeah, onto right. it? I mean, Boom. think about all the accessory type stuff. Yeah, that, oh, logo pens. Dell, yeah, I mean, Dell hey, just manufacturers could make these new things. Chromebook lines. Just about something are else, compatible <laughs> with that <laughs> W nine one dock, whatever yeah. that that real popular dock Dell makes. Robbie, yeah, Robbie it's, just it's got compatible geeked. with that. So I mean, that that's easy stuff. That's yeah. totally forgot. All of the Kui <laughs> baseboards all support wireless charging. Oh yeah, so, that's oh, that too. You have a pixel um, stand and drop your Kui based MediaTek arm power Chromebook any, they're all they're all wireless charging the key chi chi yeah. any chi certified charger for that matter yeah, yeah. so I mean, yeah well say. i say that but i don't think the pixels don't respond like that to any no, other they pixel stand but they there's could, something in there that tells yeah. it hey it's a pixel stand i don't, so I don't do that see thing. this i don't know that I, and i don't know that i see this rolling out to like everything i don't know like maybe no, no, it, it might be that certain it's, chromebooks it's are going to have chromebooks and then you know have manufacturers can make docks and stands for them for the this purpose having wireless charging and it Boom. that being possibly being the thing that triggers it it's much easier to make universal docks and oh. where they can just I just thought about that too. I mean, obviously, ARM's going to support pretty much anything Google's doing because ARM, Android, this, that, whatever. Whiskey Lake, that was one of the big things when they announced Whiskey Lake is better support for assistance. So really? not not just Google, but right, Alexa, just in Cortana general. in yeah. general. That's all integrated on those Whiskey Lake chips, which also, I think, includes Comet Lake. I would say I it think, would probably be a forward yeah, so progressive yeah, feature. So from say. here on out, Intel chips are going to have better support right. for those. So this mm-hmm. stuff should just work better yeah. or easier. Yeah. All that just developed yeah. while we were doing this. Yeah. So cool. And, 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 and like you said, right up top of this second segment here, it is speculation, but there's like, this is speculation of things that we like we're seeing happening like they're working oh, yeah. on right there's about. lots of, of breadcrumbs we just saw this, this this android tablet this smart tablet from lenovo and we know these these chromebook tablets <laughs> are they chrome tablets chromblets what are they chromblets <laughs> oh, <Chromblitz. laughs> you know we know these things are coming like we're, we're seeing them getting tested on geekbench so yeah. it's it's uh it's fun stuff yeah these uh these are going to be a different thing you know this is going to be a different thing that we're going to have to see what uh what ends up coming out and see how the market responds and yeah i mean see if anybody in, wants in one week we yeah. had more chromebooks released than we probably had in six months three years ago yeah I oh mean, yeah seriously. for sure maybe the entire year honestly because the samsung's weren't announced until technically 2017 but yep I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, cool stuff, cool stuff. Okay, la- la- last thing real quick before we wrap up. Um, uh, in our ongoing segment of What's New in Mountain View, what, cue, the, cue the music, Gabe. Cue the music, What's New in Mountain View. <laughs> do, 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 do. Something like that. There we go. That's what What's New in Mountain Mountain View. That's the sound this week. That, <laughs> it's going to change every week as I come up with something different. Gabe and I are going to do it. It's going to be a tag team thing. Yeah, that's right. So, um 
Pixel Four. We're 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 going to be done talking about this here in you know I don't know a month or so maybe. I mean, Best yeah. Buy has their way. It's going to be tomorrow. Yeah. So. <laughs> so so there is a landing page now on BestBuy.com talking about Motion Sense, which is the project solely. I guess is that does 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 Motion Sense include the face unlock? Is that included no. in it, or is it no, kind of motion separate? Sense motion is sense this. is all the the hand gesture yeah. in the air near the device Correct. thing coming from the project solely. And uh, Best Buy said, uh, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and put up a landing page for it. We're going to let people know where where it is and or when it's when it, or uh, its availability and who's going to be able to use it. Yeah, so they've got like it an is, email sign up kind of thing. They said can, if you if you want to stay updated, you right. know, sign up here. I'm like. This is interesting. Yeah, like, this weird is so weird. Launch. But yeah, coming so weird. soon. I mean, coming not soon like, on the Pixel 4 landing page at Best Buy. Just like what real other, weird. What, it's so weird. It's so weird. Why? It's like the phone isn't out yet, but it's out. I mean, yeah, everyone knows. That's what's weird. I mean, what Google did with their intentional leaks and their tweets and stuff, that didn't surprise me. I mean, after last year's Pixel event and them being... I mean, that was so weird. But after that, everything they've done this year did not surprise me at all. And it's no, not no, unusual not really. for Best Buy or other retailers to accidentally have something stocked or in inventory right. a day or two before it's supposed to be. But to have a landing page essentially a month before a normal product launch well, is let's put, real let's put this weird. in perspective. We know everyone and their brother knows that next week the iPhone 11 will be announced. Yep. We all know that. <clears throat> How weird would it be if... T-Mobile put up a landing page for it. Here's the iPhone 11. Here's a picture of it coming soon. It never uh, happens with Apple. And everybody's seen it. We all know what it's going to look like. Like, no one's surprised. But we still don't see anyone putting up landing pages for the dang thing. You know, it's just... It's weird. It's real weird. It's weird. Yeah, I, I don't... Uh, I, I, it's a whole new way of <laughs> releasing a like phone. It feels like it's to the point where I'm just yeah. like, are they just going to be like, you know what, we're not doing an event this year. Here's I mean, a simulcast the, video the on YouTube. Max has oh, been confirmed be. again to be September 9th. What if they just do like when the, like what they do with the Android rollouts? They just do this quick live. Well, I mean, even then there's press there, though. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. It's I just weird. Don't know. Surely they'll have a keynote. Please oh, have a keynote. Yeah. Cause we like going to these things. It's yeah, fun. It's fun for all the press and it's uh it's a good one. It's good for press us for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it'd be silly we not love New to York have those showcases and, and, and all that good stuff. So uh anywho. That's that's the only that's the only thing I had for what's new in Mountain View. Yeah. Unless it. you guys have something. That's it. <laughs> no. I'm I'm done. That's it for now. Uh yeah. So. Yeah, no new news on Atlas. I'm assuming it's no, packed looked, up and I ready to be shipped. Morning. Yeah, it's on shelves <laughs> in the warehouse a few miles up the road. So I guarantee it. I wish. Yeah. I hope. I hope. I wish. Go, I wish. I hope. Go in and take an Amazon tour. Be like, hey, we just want to look around. We were just wondering. Do you all have anything that's labeled anything like this? C433, <laughs> yeah. Atlas, something, yeah. Pixel, yeah. books, yeah. phones. No. No. So, all right, folks. Know. Well, well, thanks so much for tuning in, as always, and listening. Um, we, we really do appreciate you all, all tuning in and listening. And like we said at the beginning, when, when Robbie shared some of the news with you guys about our, our move and our new office, you know, we, we want to share that sort of stuff with you guys because we appreciate you and we appreciate you all listening. So uh, that's it for this week. And uh, thanks for tuning in. We will catch you all next week. See you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, 
chromeunboxed.com and follow us on social media by searching for at chromeunboxed. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.